0: gelato
1: it's sorbet
0: sorbet but how do like americans or like the english world say sorbet sherbert (laughs) sorry what was that (laughs) sherbert oh wait no it's not sherbert what it's sherbet there's no rt sherbet (laughs) say rupert everett
1: rupert everett
0: no you said (laughs) rupert 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 everett
1: rupert everett (laughs) No, you you purposely didn't do it on that one.
0: Rupert Everett. (laughs) Now you're being ridiculous and you're going to be spitting right into the mic. What was the librarian on Buffy's name? Giles. But what's his first name? Giles is his last name. Rupert. (laughs) Rupert?
1: Yeah, Rupert.
0: Rupert. R-O-O-P-E-R?
1: Yeah. Rupert Giles.
0: I don't think it's (laughs) Rupert. I mean it's Rupert. Rupert. Good job. <laughs> now say sherbet.
1: Sherber. Sherber? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like like the carpet berber the <laughs> ice cream is sherber. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's sherbet. Well welcome to annunciation <laughs> and elocution lessons with Indian Samantha otherwise known as I love this you should too.
1: Where you will learn to pronounce your T's, no matter how painful it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're just tuning in because you're looking for some spooky listens for the month of October, how this podcast works is today we're going to give spoiler-free reviews of some things we've been watching, listening to, reading, and then we'll introduce our movie for next week it's my turn this week so i'm picking a movie for samantha something she's never seen and is probably out of her comfort range but you know what it's Halloween. it's time for that
1: <laughs> it's true it's, spooky it's time month. for
0: spooky things you
1: should be out of your comfort zone all month
0: whoa that's why i'm not wearing pants this month <laughs> no that is my comfort zone yeah i'm gonna wear really tight pants this month
1: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: Uh, but I'll introduce the movie to Samantha, and that will be the big watch for next week's episode. I'm very excited. Me too. It should be fun. But until then, how are you doing today, Sam?
1: Good. I've got, got a nice big glass of wine. It's spooky October, and I'm ready to watch another scary movie.
0: Is your wine spooky at all?
1: Um, No.
0: White wine isn't a spooky wine, I don't think. No, I red, think red wine scarier. is
1: like spooky spooky, but I will throw up if I have that, so <laughs> I, uh, I tend to stick to the whites. There's
0: no like pumpkin spice wine?
1: I was thinking about that when you asked me, and I was like, I should try and work pumpkin spice into this, and then I couldn't. I bet
0: somewhere they're making pumpkin spice wine. Oh, I'm sure. And you drink it out of a tumbler wearing your Uggs.
1: I uh, I saw a Facebook – you know how, like, Facebook puts up videos that are, like, suggested for you in your newsfeed. So today one was um, someone using, like, a plain-flavored white claw and putting pumpkin spice syrup in it so that she could have a pumpkin spice white claw. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think that pumpkin spice is a flavor that goes well with
0: alcohol. And her name was uh, Michaela. And that's how she says it, when she's giving her name to people at whatever restaurant. What restaurant does someone like that go to?
1: Um, Applebee's? No, no, no. (laughs)
0: Applebee's (laughs) is where Nance and Rand go.
1: Have they been married for years? Oh, yeah. You don't know about Nance and Rand? No, I don't know about... Is this a thing that I'm missing out on? It's a thing. Oh.
0: But there's certain things like... That that I don't always tell you about because then you'd be like, These are all the things I like. They're making fun of me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little too close to home
1: sometimes. (laughs) I mean just a little bit more cliche than I'd like to admit. (laughs) (laughs) And by a little bit I mean a lot.
0: It's all right. You just like pillows with script writing on them and white wine and saying sweater weather. Those are all good things, except for the pillows. Those are stupid, and I hate them.
1: <laughs> I have dialed back buying those pillows just for you.
0: Just get Well, it is just for me, because I would not allow them in my home.
1: True. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, And also, if this is your first time listening, usually we get to the point a lot sooner than
1: this. Tonight's apparently not a get-to-the-point night.
0: No, because this is not the first wine of the night.
1: This is only the second wine of
0: the night. So in other words, it's not the first wine of the night.
1: Usually by the time we're podcasting, I'm on like the third wine of the night.
0: Oh, really?
1: (laughs) That's my sweet spot. Huh. Yeah,
0: I think one and a bit's your sweet spot because this is all gold. (laughs) I'll edit it out as much as I can.
1: (laughs) So we're going to stop wasting your time now, especially you new listeners who have no idea what you've stumbled into. Um, Indy. Do you have a thing of the week? Yes. A spooky thing of the week.
0: Yes, because of course it is Spooktober. So we're only talking about spooky things all month. So my spooky thing of the week is a movie. Not just a movie. It's three movies. Maybe three and a half. So it's a trilogy called the Nightmare Island trilogy.
1: (laughs) Are you plugging yourself? (laughs) Wait, wait, Let me tell you about these
0: movies. So there's three movies. The first one is called Nightmare Island The Legend of Hookface. Yeah. The second is Nightmare Island 2, Hookface's Revenge. Uh Uh-huh. And the third is Nightmare Island 3, Rise of the Blood Queen. And they are directed by the same director who did Truck Stop Bloodsuckers. Uh, They're written by the same writer who wrote uh, The Pharmacist.
1: You. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah i like this shameless self-promotion
0: i was gonna go through the whole thing without mentioning <laughs> that i have anything to do with them but yes i am the titular hook face yes you are and i uh, go around kill a bunch of people our dear friend galen pendleton is a co-writer and the the director of these ones as well and i wrote them So uh, I think they're pretty (laughs) fun, But let me give you out there a pitch, because this is the type of movie that I would pitch on this podcast, because my big pick for this week also is about the independent spirit and horror movies. So let's go to a new, much less successful independent horror movie, the Nightmare Island movies. So if you want to watch them out there, they are all available on YouTube from our production company called Wimpy Boy Productions. So if you search Nightmare Island, you actually get that Fantasy Island movie that came out because I guess in some of the world, it was called Nightmare Island, which is really screwing everything up for us.
1: That's, uh, that's, you should sue them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Be like, we we produced and released this way before you. And you had a,
0: like, film festival release, didn't you? Yeah, they were all in the Edmonton International Film Festival and perhaps some other places. Oh, actually, when I was in Korea, they were in a festival over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Indy is currently drinking out of a hook face mug with his own face on it um, in his sexy romance
0: pose. Yes. Let me give you a pitch on these movies as I would any other movie on this show. I'm ready. So the first movie is a play on those Friday the 13th Halloween type slashers, but mostly Friday the 13th. It's about a hook-handed maniac who lives in the woods. His hands have been replaced by hooks, but his name's Hookface for whatever reason, because that's funny. And the legend goes that he believes that the War of Vietnam is still going on, and that's where he lost his hands. So he believes that anyone who comes to the island is an enemy soldier, and he elaborately kills them. And so then a bunch of sexy teens go to the island, and, uh, you know, hijinks ensue. The second movie is much of the same premise, but it's more a direct pull from Predator and Aliens, so much so that there's a character named Frost, and he has all of the exact same lines as the actual Frost, because we're just really just ripping stuff off. <laughs> but I think if you do it so intentionally, it's homage and not rip-offs. Hmm, okay. So in that one, there's a team of mercenaries who sent to the island to kill Hookface, and then they play on all the tropes from the like the Predator movies and that. Oh, okay. Uh, the third one is called Rise of the Blood Queen, and in this one, there's a true crime writer, and she's investigating and writing a book about the Nightmare Island murders that keep going on. So she goes to the island, tricks her family into thinking it's a vacation, and then of course Hookface comes out, and uh, you know murders her people. whole
1: family yeah pretty much yeah it's a nice lighthearted.
0: but i think that one's hilarious because she has this daughter that she clearly doesn't care about and that is uh very funny to me not funny if it actually happened but how it plays out in this hilarious so you've technically seen all of these movies twice
1: i was in the room for these movies but you
0: haven't seen any of them
1: i've seen the first one
0: what happens when it
1: there's beyond s- what i just said sexy teenagers camping
0: beyond what i just said
1: i don't remember <laughs> i'm a horrible girlfriend
0: <laughs> so for the first year or so of knowing me you made a big point of saying oh Indy won't let me watch these movies and i was like yeah you don't need to watch them we'll watch them at some point and then i got you to watch them and you were on your phone the entire time <laughs> I never looked up, but I was like, no, no, this is actually a good bit. This, like, plays well. And you're like, yeah, 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 okay, just a second. And then you're busy looking at pumpkin spice lattes on Instagram.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My feed is pumpkin spice lattes, Ugg boots, and cheerleading. I'm pretty cool. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So those three movies and potentially a fourth are my things of the week and you can watch them all on youtube for free the first one is very low budget like they're all no budget movies in like the very literal sense that people just kind of pay for themselves and we raise a little bit of money but very little the first one was just a bunch of people going camping and making a movie while they were doing it oh so you were
1: like actually camping
0: well in most of these we yeah but not out of Fun, usually out of necessity.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: these are low budget movies. And then there's lots of fun uh stories I can tell you about behind the scenes. Some that we're not allowed to talk about because it involves breaking the law.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Some
0: involve murder, actual murder.
1: Actual murder?
0: Yeah. What? We didn't murder people, but things happened on places where we shot that was very spooky and we were scared to shoot there after because there were real murders there. Because it's so spooky. Yeah. And if you want to see a fourth one, it's been shot already. Yay! So go on the YouTube page and complain that you want to see the fourth one on there and maybe it'll get done faster. I don't know if I explicitly said, but they're comedies. They're intentionally bad at points and they play on a lot of horror movie tropes. So if you're a horror movie person and have seen a lot, specifically slashers, I think you'll get A lot of things to like in these ones. Given my salesmanship, do these sound like movies you'd watch? I'll watch them. (laughs) And we'll put links to watch all of these in the show notes as well in case you're having trouble searching Nightmare Island because of that Fantasy Island movie. (laughs) Blumhouse. So Samantha, how about you? What's your spooky thing of the week?
1: So my spooky thing of the week isn't like a horror movie or a horror themed book. Is
0: it a pumpkin spice latte? No. Oh, I would have been so excited (laughs) if like after all those jokes, you're like, yeah, that was actually the thing I wanted to
1: talk about. It's new Ugg boots. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, I've been listening to a lot of thriller
0: novels. The Novels about the song. Yeah, Yeah, novels
1: about the song. Yeah i'm obsessed um no uh thriller genre novels like what um so i've been listening to this one author called anthony capella who writes under the pseudonym jp delaney and i've listened to three of his books like they're all about eight to ten hours and i think i finished them all in like two days like i just like listened to them as much as i could um so there were three that i listened to there's one called the girl before there's one called the perfect wife and the last one is called believe me and they're just like all crazy thriller books that just like totally mess with what you're like thinking and what you are assuming is gonna happen at the end and then um it just like totally throws you when the final like plot is revealed And I've really been enjoying his books. And I'm waiting for another one to become available at the library. And then I will have listened to all of his books under this pseudonym. But um, they're all just like so twisty and turny. And he does such a good job of building the story in a way that you think you know what's going on. And then all of a sudden it just like totally turns.
0: Are they kind of murder mystery types or?
1: So each book is actually very different. One... Um, called The Girl Before is kind of about a very cold, spacey apartment that, um, has seen a bunch of murders. And then it's up to you as you hear both stories of the people who have been murdered, um, kind of unfold. Um, The Perfect Wife is actually about a robot.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, um and then you slowly learn more about this person who's been kind of brought back as a um as like a robot version of themselves.
0: Oh, I'm into that.
1: Yeah, it was really good. And then Believe Me is about an actress who um there's a little bit of mental illness in this, and then there's also um a lot of like coercion and like playing with someone's like mind to make them think that they did something so that they'd confess and it's just very um kind of interesting to see but it's written like a play
0: oh it's a script
1: kind of kind of um so at the beginning of each chapter you get a setting and where the lead actor or actress is and it's it's really interesting because you know exactly where you are in the book. And it took me a little couple chapters to get used to it. But it'll be like, start. New York City bar. Lead actress is sitting, sipping a martini. Like, it's very, like, you get the beginning of the scene.
0: Oh, but then is the dialogue written? like No. Susie... Okay. It
1: becomes, so there's a male and a female, um, like, voice actor in it. So it doesn't need to be read like that.
0: Oh, because you're listening. That's Cause right. Because I'm
1: listening. So
0: it's mostly just dialogue. It doesn't have, like, someone saying, said John. No. It's just the dialogue. It's the dialogue. So it's probably written like a script.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually haven't seen a physical version of this book, but well, you're right. That's Yeah, so they're all written very differently, and I really enjoyed all of them. And I, it, like I said, it was one of those books that I just wanted to keep listening to. That's
0: very interesting. Mm.
1: What's the author's name again? Uh, so the author writes under the name J.P. Delaney, but his actual name is Anthony Capella. And I guess he has quite a few books. He was born in Uganda. He went to Oxford. I
0: felt like I've heard Capella before, but I'm not his actual pen name. So does he write under his real name as well? He does, oh, yeah. Okay.
1: For some reason, um, maybe because these books are like thrillers, um. He kind of uh, writes under this pen name, maybe because it's very different from his other stuff that he writes.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Just mm-hmm. like how Anne Rice writes under something else when she's doing her erotica or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, I uh, I haven't done a whole bunch of like research on other books that he's done. So I don't actually know um, what kind of genre he writes under his actual name, Anthony Capella. But um, I'm waiting for one more called Playing Nice, and then I will have read all four of the books under his name.
0: Well, those sound interesting. So they're more like psychological thriller than horror, probably.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something that um, you think you know what's happening, but you don't. So I like a good thriller, um, like movie, novels, that kind of thing. So I, I enjoy that, like twist and turn, and trying kind of to figure. The usual
0: suspects type
1: thing. Yeah, like the. Have you you've... seen Usual Suspects? No but I know of it.
0: Do you know what the ending, about the ending?
1: No. Maybe we should do that at some point.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it in a real long time. It may, might not be as good as I remember.
1: There's so many movies that I just know, like the pop culture reference of, and like it being mentioned in like other films. Right. That like, there's so many films that I haven't seen, but I think I know about. So um, if you're looking for a good thriller book, check out J.P. Delaney. And, uh, I'm going to probably check out some of his other books.
0: Awesome. So we plug the Edmonton Public Library a lot on this show. But you can get them all there and probably whatever library is near you as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I I listen to them all on the Libby app, so I'm happy to plug that.
0: There you go. Library people. The best people I hear.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really, really good. We were talking
0: the other day how I'm not a librarian. I'm I'm a librarianist. Like, <laughs> yeah, I believe right. in the philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about, like, the actual job. It's like, I, I like the idea.
1: You practice librarianism. I do. Y- yeah,
0: I'm a librarianist.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Indy, should we get down to business?
0: Let's do it.
1: What are we watching this week? Let me
0: take a step back for a moment first. Do you know about Slenderman?
1: We're it... not watching Slenderman.
0: Okay, I was like,
1: um, what? <laughs> okay, what do you know about Slenderman? Um... He's like an urban legend from Reddit?
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you talk to kids now, they talk about Slenderman the same way we talk about uh, werewolves or vampires. Like most don't like actually believe, but they're like, oh yeah, that's a story that everyone knows. Maybe it's real. Who knows? Because like, I don't really believe vampires are a thing, but some people like actually believe them literally. And if someone believed in literal vampires or literal ghosts, I'm like, okay, I I guess. But if someone believed in literal Slenderman, you'd be like, that's weird. Why? That's because we can remember the creation of it.
1: Yeah, it was like a Reddit post and like somebody just wrote a fun story
0: about it. Yeah, so you can look at the literal beginning of it, but it's amazing to see how quick. You can become removed from that Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: I'm sure there's a very first ghost story. True. There's like a very first vampire story. So if we were alive at the time, we'd be like, what, you believe in vampires? Troy wrote that, you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we saw that written like three years ago.
0: It's not true. Yeah. But when you get a little bit further away and really just a little bit because there are people alive now who believe in slender man as much as they would believe in ghosts And doesn't that seem crazy to you
1: that's insane um but then I... really what's
0: less or more believable about slender man than a ghost
1: that's very true i
0: oh i thought you were gonna challenge me because i was gonna say yeah there's a lot more believable. no i
1: <laughs> i was like i said that's very true and then i thought about it and i've had actual like ghost experiences so i'm
0: i'm uh, vampires than slender man that's pretty much yeah Almost. But for some reason, vampires seem more plausible to me. I
1: think it's because they're older.
0: Because I don't remember the when first they were vampire created. story. Yeah. yeah. What about zombies? I don't think people literally believe that you can become reanimated. Although some people might. But it's kind of a trope amongst people to say like, oh, what's your zombie escape plan? And like zombies are like a thing in our...
1: Well, doomsday preppers. Yeah.
0: And sometimes they talk about like, oh, if zombies Zombies. come, I'm good for this.
1: So it's like doomsday preppers are like, oh, the atomic bomb. But also I know that they're prepping for zombies.
0: And some say it. Do you think those people believe in the chance of literal flesh eating zombies?
1: See, so I find that hard to believe because they tend to like be so super realist that like they're just scared of other people, I think.
0: I think most doomsday preppers are quite out of touch with reality. Oh, okay. So perhaps they do. But do you think there's people in general, even if it's like a 13-year-old kid, that believe in literal zombies?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you know when zombies started?
1: No. Do well, you? I bet you do.
0: Let me tell you about a little film. <laughs>
1: hmm, interesting.
0: This movie from 1968 is... Night of the Living Dead.
1: Oh, is that what we're watching?
0: We are. Yay! So zombies have existed before that. Zombies come from Haitian folklore, but it's not a reanimated corpse that eats flesh. Mm -hmm. It was, sometimes there were stories about people coming back from the dead, but that was very rare. It was mostly about actual living people that were drugged to follow commands. Right. That's what a zombie was. Up until 1968, when Romero, just out of nowhere, invented this. Hmm. And it seems so crazy. That's like saying like, oh, yeah, I know the guy who invented vampires.
1: It's crazy.
0: But Romero, George Romero, who is the co-writer and director of Night of the Living Dead, Mm -hmm. just came up with that.
1: That's crazy that it's like within like our parents' lifetime. Yeah.
0: To say like the movie that created it exists it's this one here it is yeah so that's one of the big reasons i wanted to do this movie and the other is how i was kind of joking about before about the independent spirit of horror movies Mm -hmm. and horror movies and independent films go together a lot yeah and i could talk for so long about why i think that is but at the time when this came out So in the 60s, we were very much entrenched in the studio system. Mm -hmm. So all movies were made in Hollywood, all American movies, and they were pretty much controlled by a couple of big studios. And it would be one company that would see something through from inception from writing all the way into the post-production and the release. It'd all be like kind of in one house. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, we started to see some stuff coming up in New York But Night of the Living Dead was just some guys in Pittsburgh that got together, came up with this idea that really has changed filmmaking. It's Mm -hmm. definitely changed the horror genre because there's so many zombie movies now. I
1: have seen or heard of so many zombie movies. And it's amazing to think that this is so new in the grand scheme of film.
0: Yeah. And so many of the tropes that we learned were all set up here. So what's a zombie act like to you?
1: um like stumbling around with their arms out
0: in front of them
1: or like kind of dumb yeah
0: so that's coming from here all the zombies have a limp what do they want to do
1: they want to eat brains
0: the brains is specific to certain movies and this one is just flesh
1: okay but like but they want to bite people yeah they want to eat
0: them return of the living dead ones wanted to eat brains okay Remember that one zombie that goes, your brains are so
1: tootie fruity. No, I've never seen it. or that one.
0: <laughs> I think I actually saw Return of the Living Dead before I saw Night of the Living Dead. And it's not a sequel. It's like a play on it and it's hilarious and awesome and you should all watch it. But huh. first, watch Night of the Living Dead.
1: Um, I think one of my favorite zombie movies would be Zombieland. Because it was like a funny take on all of these like super serious zombie movies that came out.
0: Right. And it is kind of like a postmodern zombie movie because Mm -hmm. it's breaking down all the tropes that we've seen for many years. Mm -hmm. And then we learn that like all of these tropes came from this one independent movie made in Pittsburgh, like just in a farmhouse somewhere.
1: I'm kind of excited to see this because like I did enjoy Zombieland a lot. Like it was funny and it had actors that I really liked in it. I'm excited to see like the origin story of that movie.
0: And it's a far cry from Zombieland. It's a very, very different. It's probably closer to who's afraid of Virginia Wolf than it is Zombieland. Oh, okay. And it plays very well as a stage play, and I think it's been put on stage many times since. But it's a very contained and I think still spooky idea. And I don't think they ever say the word zombie in it. Oh really? I don't believe so. They're ghouls.
1: Ghouls. Okay. Well, I'm I'm excited. This this is such a good spooky month pick. Spooktober. When all the pumpkin spice lattes get scared.
0: They do, yeah. They're so scared right now.
1: (laughs) Do you have a trailer?
0: Welcome to a night of total terror. whose haunted souls hunt the living, the living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. Night of the living dead. Our adventure in fear. An experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Ah! Night of the Living Dead. So, what do you think?
1: Is it night?
0: I think they might be the Living Dead.
1: Is it The Night of the Living Dead?
0: There might be terror and fear. Is there terror? (laughs) There might be. I don't know.
1: I can't watch a movie with terror, especially not that much terror. (laughs) That was the most repetitive trailer I've ever seen.
0: I think I may have to cut some of it for our listening audience.
1: (laughs) We started laughing and making fun of it while we were watching the trailer, (laughs) which is not something usually I try to give your movies like a really fair chance.
0: But the trailer is definitely dated. It's
1: hokey. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was also very low quality. And the shots of the zombies just kind of walking in that low quality was scary.
1: It was scary. I could see where the horror aspect of it comes in. Like it's definitely creepy. And it's definitely a like horror look that is still very much like copied today.
0: But I think in this case, it may be less about the mood and more because like, that's what they could do. True. It's a low budget movie in the true sense of the word. And it's a lot of fun to see what they do with the money and the options they have. So there are points where like, yeah, makeup looks terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple performances, maybe not great. (laughs) But it's so innovative and... Well, it creates an entire genre. Right. And we can get into all sorts of subtext because, of course, I'm going to r- overanalyze things and it's talk gonna about... It's
1: going to be film class with indie. <laughs> oh, it's like a microcosm
0: for race relations in America. Mm-hmm. And I think you think I'm joking right now, but I absolutely believe that. I be can't true. wait
1: to hear about it.
0: And so when you go out there and watch it, and you'll be able to watch it quite easily because Night of the Living Dead did lapse into public domain... So it's very easy to find it. It's on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But just make sure you're watching the 1968 version because it did get remade in 1990.
1: Right. That's one of the things that I think I remember.
0: Was the remake?
1: Was the remake. Oh.
0: The remake is good Wait, in the Wait, here was way. it? 90.
1: 1990. Okay, yeah. I definitely remember hearing about it.
0: And don't watch the colorized version either because that's out there and they thought it was great and it's it's not. So it's been released by so many companies, so you can find it somewhere for sure. I think their anniversary edition Blu-ray or the Criterion Collection ones look amazing. So that's what we are going to be watching. Okay. But watch it where you can. It'll be an easy one to find.
1: I've heard Criterion is the best of the
0: best. It is. You're not wrong, Samantha. You're not wrong.
1: (laughs) I actually knew that before we started dating because I had some like weird film study nerd friends. Well,
0: that was uh, not the best way to put it, but all right. Thanks.
1: (laughs) I'm excited to watch this. I think that this is going to be scarier than I think it is.
0: Perhaps. I wonder about that. Whether you'll be legitimately scared at moments or if it'll just be uh, like, oh, this is cool to see where things came from.
1: I'm excited to see that too, because I feel like it could be either really hokey or like really awesome.
0: I think the simplicity of it lends it to be quite scary at a lot of points, but I can be quite forgiving about certain film things when I know about the budget. So I wonder if you will notice those things more than I do, like little mistakes or little things that could have been done better. Right, Yeah, I hope it doesn't take people out of the movie, but I don't think it will. I think their atmosphere building is good enough that you'll be able to forgive those things. But I think I should stop talking because I want to get into so many different parts about this movie. But we're going to save that all for this. I don't want you to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, we're going to watch Night of the Living Dead.
0: And we'll be talking about it next week. And it'll be all spoilers next week. And we'll also have some guests... Not talking about Night of the Living Dead, but talking about their favorite movies that were inspired by Night of the Living Dead.
1: Okay. Which is
0: the whole zombie genre.
1: Basically, yeah. I'm excited that we're doing some little guest spots on our show. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll see you next week.
0: See you next week, everyone. Bye. Oh, I thought you were going to do a spooky.
1: Ooh.
0: There it is. (laughs) Bye, everyone. We'll